that's the way to do it, though. Like, you never want the dinosaurs to take over what the people are doing. No. Yeah. And Jurassic World totally does. <laughs> it's a story about people. Right. Yeah. And yeah. there is there's dinosaurs. There is threats <laughs> like dinosaurs. The weird thing is that like people can't relate to dinosaurs because we've never had to like empathize. I know, with but them. I'm just like if you were having like a movie about people running away from a volcano, you wouldn't spend don't make the volcano of the, the hero. movie like looking at the volcano. Yeah. You would be looking at the people. So like yeah, same thing. Even if it's a moving like threat. Yeah, or, you got to treat giant monster movies of any sort like a natural disaster movie. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. When we figured it out, we solved we solved movies. <laughs> solved all movies. All movies. Make believe Welcome to Make Believe Money. I'm Liz. I'm Damon. I'm Dan. What are we talking about, Dan? Ocean's 8. Ocean's 8. Have any of us seen that movie? I believe that one's in the future still. Yeah, especially today, Administrative Professionals Day. And now we've mentioned it in all three episodes we recorded yeah, tonight. Yeah, so, so people, people know, know which three we recorded <laughs> together. Um, now I'm just going to mention it every episode from here until the end Please. of time. So people think we recorded like 100,000 episodes in a day. I'm just going to start tagging every episode Administrative Professionals Day. <laughs> um, yeah, we're talking about Ocean's 8. I didn't really get like a question here that I'm aware of other than just Ocean's 8. Eh? Uh-huh. Crime, right? Well, so I, yeah, I did a bunch of research on like diamonds and diamond demand and gemstones and like we got some interesting things to talk about and some some foibles made by the screenwriters to talk about, but like nothing as specific per se. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like the questions that come up for me in any kind of heist movie are that they always sort of seem like big old Rube Goldberg contraptions to do something that like in the end I'm not sure would be worth the money that they get. And this that one might have a good angle on for this one. Okay. I have, I, have okay. A, I have a clear answer on that one. Good. This one might be interesting to revisit once we know the Rube Goldberg machine and like all the costs that they might lose going into that. Yeah. Because like... Yeah, we could do a two on this and be like, here's how much they make. Because I could probably guesstimate right now how much they make. And then we could we can confirm. figure out if they actually make anything. We'll yeah. do an addendum. Because in Ocean's 13, they buy one of those like tunneling machines that you use to build subways. In the like, very first movie, they have like a giant like electromagnetic pulse that takes out all of Las Vegas for like 10 minutes. See, that's why I think it's not about the money. I think they're all about sending a message. They really, <laughs> they really are all about telling Andy Garcia to go suck at something. <laughs> um, so this one's hard to do ratings on because this movie's not out yet. Yeah, I can give you the overview I got from the from the trailer. Sure. And then we could talk about like what we know of the Ocean's universe. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. Um, so it seems like this woman who is Danny Ocean's sister. Oh, are they really related? Her uh, name is Deborah Ocean, I'm pretty sure. Oh, come on. <laughs> um, I guess it runs in her family. So they want, she's like recently out of jail, it seems like, but she wants to plan a heist. And so they are robbing the Met. Or, uh, the Met Ball. The, yeah, the Met Ball. Specifically, it seems like Anne Hathaway's character, who is wearing like a $150 million diamond necklace. I hope that she 
is playing herself. She's I playing know. an actress. I know that much. Yeah. Okay. But yeah. like, so supposedly, like, the crew of seems like roughly six to eight. I think it's seven. Believe specifically. it. <laughs> yeah. But you think we um, need one more? <laughs> but I don't know exactly how many. I think it said seven in the trailer, but it's been a minute since I've seen it. Um, That's the yeah. weird thing about this movie is you're never quite sure on the count. All Rube Goldberg, it like we just talked about, like you hack the computers and I'll be acrobatic and I'll distract the guard. You know that whole. That whole song, that dance. old chestnut, yeah, yeah. Uh, to rob this $150 million necklace. Which seems like, uh, based on the premise alone of this movie versus the other movies, I think this should be easier. I was gonna say, people steal necklaces all the time, and it usually just takes a gun, I think. Or, like, <laughs> so, I don't know, get in halfway. Not Hathaway. Batman's parents. No? Not Batman's parents. No. Well, he pulled too hard, he broke the. Broke yeah. the string of pearls. And he That's got true. embarrassed yeah. and he was like, no one can know my shame. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't kill a kid. Um, that got dark, sorry. Well, I, well I'm glad Batman. I didn't say what I was going to say because it was going to get darker. I was like, oh, that seems easier. Right? He's not going to go anywhere. Um, Anyway, all you have to do is get Anne Hathaway drunk enough to be like, I'm hot and my neck is heavy. Let's take this off. And then she'd set it down in the ladies' room and walk away. Like I did with my engagement ring. How much you want to believe that that's exactly what winds up happening? <laughs> <laughs> they just get in Hathaway also, real drunk. Respect to your engagement ring. There is not a level of drunk this side of dead that would make Dan go $150 million necklace. I'll leave it on the counter. She's a famous well, actress. Really I have that thing soldered to my skin. It would really depend on how many $150 necklaces you have. Yeah, I was going to say. Dollars. Don't forget the operative oh, word in there. Million dollars. $150. You think they're planning a heist for $150 necklace? It's not about the money, Dan. It's, it's about, about message. sending a message. Yeah, stealing $150, $150 necklaces. Yeah, that's back alley bullshit. <laughs> they're just pulling a heist on a Claire's. <laughs> If Give you me think, all your cubic zirconia. If you think there's an $150 necklace in the Claire's, you got something else coming. Listen, sometimes they've got special ones behind the case. That are like $6. No, no, no. There's there's high-end stuff. You can find $25 necklaces. No, no, no. You misheard her, Dan. She said $150 necesses. <laughs> Don't think you fill, can find that in a Claire's. Fill no, your no, no, sleeves no. with Listen, $150 oh, $150 necklaces. <laughs> that I believe yeah. you could get out of a now, Claire's. Now, okay, Claire's, yes, but icing on this the other hand. This episode brought to you by Claire's. by Claire's. They're going out of business. Did you know that? They're all are closing because malls That's aren't because a people would only buy $120 necklaces. <laughs> and all those jelly bracelets. <laughs> anyway... All you got to do is get Anne Hathaway drunk and uncomfortable and she'll take the necklace off and leave it in the bathroom. And then later she'll be like, oh God, what did I do? But there's insurance on it, so it's fine. That might be negligence. Absolutely. You but m- I think that they kind of build that in for celebrities. Uh, it, it, so personal article policies cover what's called mysterious disappearance, which means Whoa. you lost your oh, shit. That sounds so fun. <laughs> yeah, it's a fancy way to just basically say it got lost. Okay. But like other types of property insurance don't. So like renters insurance doesn't, which is why like your rent you should get a personal articles for like an engagement ring or a fancy computer right. that you built yourself or anything that's like high value and wouldn't be covered either and is very a easy to get lost or may not be covered separately. My only thought with that is 
it's not in Hathaway's necklace, almost for sure. And the way that yeah, I like, think it says it's. I think it seems like it's under consignment or something yeah. for you, her to wear to this event. Right, as like a celebrity, you generally get things loaned to you to wear. Yeah. Yes. Well, our friend Lindsay even did that. She had a friend who owned a jewelry store and like got a necklace and some earrings that she wore to her wedding. Cool. It was very cool, except I remember her being. I would be very, very, very yeah, nervous. Like, Guys, <laughs> this cost this much. I obviously didn't buy it. Do not touch it. It will. I will be on me at the end of the night. I might not be married. My husband may be gone, but I will have this jewelry. Someone may try to hold me up with a gun. They can have my husband. Yeah. <laughs> um, so all of that said, let's do some ratings real quick. This movie's not out, so we can't rate ourselves on that. But Yeah, so I'm there... a million because I watched the trailer. So I'm seen... in, I know as much I know as, as anyone much else as does. Anyone except the screenwriters and maybe Sandra Bullock. But um, what do you know about Oceans 11 through 13 and the original one with the... Frank Sinatra and the Rat Pack. The first one through seven. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't like Star Wars. Yeah, they're working their way <laughs> they back did, to it. Yeah, they did eleven through thirteen, and now they're going backwards. Oceans one is eight. Oceans one is just Frank Sinatra being beaten up in school. Like, <laughs> so it's like they're doing by 11, Andy 12, Garcia. And thirteen, yeah. and now eight, nine, and ten, and then we don't need to do five, this. five, six, and four, seven. five, and six. This is going to be a weird time. This is going to be a weird time. They can never get back to one. That's the thing. Because that's just like... There's a Lion King one and a half. They'll figure out a way. Yeah, they'll yeah. figure out a way. <laughs> Split it. Yeah, one through six are just going to be direct to uh, video on demand. So <laughs> They all weirdly star Andy Dick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, ratings, ratings, ratings. Um, I have oddly seen... 13, probably the most. That's the best one. No, it's not. 11 is the best I one. I was about to say, how dare you? 13 is the second best one. Correct. Yes. <laughs> um, I've seen 13 the most. I've seen 11 once or twice. And I've seen maybe like the the second and third act of 12 once in a hotel. I was, that, was about so. to say, that sounds like a... I left TNT on and wandered back into the room. Yeah. Just think how most people see 12. I took a nap after a baseball game and then all of a sudden, (laughs) Oceans 12 happened. Wait, what's happening? (laughs) Is 12 the one where Brad Pitt and George Clooney cry at Oprah? Or is that 13? It must be 12 because I don't think, oh, maybe it is 13. They're like standing in a hotel room and it's just George Clooney alone for a while and he's crying at Oprah and Brad Pitt comes in and he's like, what are you watching? And they're like, it's Oprah. And they like sit for a second and then Brad Pitt starts to cry too. It's real funny. (laughs) I remember that, but I don't. I can't place it in which movie. You Google any? 13. 13. 13. It is 13. That's the better one. Yeah. Um, Bernie Mac spends most of 12 in jail. That's my favorite part of 13, though, is just the weird side adventure that, like, Casey Affleck and all them go on when in Mexico. When they're in Mexico. <laughs> like, Starting a coup. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, sorry. So you're reading? Yeah, all that said, what's your rating? All my rating is I love Ocean's 13. So his rating is 13. <laughs> My rating is 13. Uh, no, like, uh, I mean, this has a demographic, uh, but doesn't go super. I watch them on TNT, so I'm gonna put myself at like a four, okay? You know, like, I don't know, they're movies. I've always had a hard time, like, keeping track of like who's the new one in each, like, yeah, you know, like who's the new guy in each subsequent one. Um, I'll go see this though, absolutely. Yeah, I really do wish that they stopped doing like female versions of male movies. I agree. 
you know, like do a do a lady heist well, movie. And also, I was about to say this isn't that unique of a concept. No, didn't have to be an oceans movie. No, no. just do a heist movie. Call it whatever you want. And call it We Robbed the Met or something (laughs) that's punchier than that. We bought a Met. (laughs) Except they... We'll get it it in post. We'll punch it up. (laughs) So they did, and it was like in 2008, and it was Katie Holmes and like... Don't call that Mad Money? Mad Money, yeah. With Queen Latifah? Yeah, Mad Money. Diane Keaton, Diane Keaton, Katie Holmes, and Queen Latifah are maids, I think, and they steal money from their wealthy people, and then they dance around in it. How dare you call that a heist movie? <laughs> in fairness, I've never seen that movie. No one should. I don't like Diane Keaton. I haven't seen it. Shots fired. Sorry, Diane. Dan? Yeah, I'll go for two. You know, I've seen Eleven two times plus an innumerable amount of pieces on TV. I've seen Twelve once, seen Thirteen a couple times. I've seen the original once. I don't know them that well. There's also not that much to know. Yeah, yeah. which is why I'm going to give myself an eight. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I've seen there the original is. ones. Um, I have a, a... Here's the only thing. I remember almost everything from all three movies. I have trouble telling you which them. one is yep. which. But I have loved the first one for forever. It is a thing that my family will quote together often. So it's like a family movie. <laughs> And uh, I've seen the fir- the very original one involves a weird plot with a coffin that's like mm-hmm. super bizarre. But and thirteen was amazing. And twelve, I went to go see in high school as like a we're all together in. And then there were none, so there were twelve castmates. And we were like, what perfect movie would it be to go see Ocean's Twelve? And then through the whole movie, my friend Josh kept turning to me and going, Is Bernie Mac still? <laughs> so, <laughs> which makes sense why you remember distinctly that he yeah. largely spent that movie in jail. Where's Bernie Mac? <laughs> um, no, I love those movies with my whole heart, and I'm real excited about this one. I just love a really good comedy heist movie, and I I like spent a large amount of time writing a pretty big failure of a heist play because I was so I'm so enamored with like comedy heists. So yeah, that's my rating. Tight. There you go. All right. Tell me what you know. All right. Let's just get straight to the foible. Get right into it. This is where, if you're at home listening, imagine that we're doing the foible while Dan talks about doing the foible. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Why is this necklace that they are stealing worth $150 million? That's yeah. what they say. In oh. Because that's what they need it to be. To pay seven people a reasonable <laughs> amount of money to get them engaged in a heist. <laughs> Absolutely. One necklace. What kind of necklace is this? So here's the thing. There, if, if this necklace was $150 million, this would be like named diamonds. Yeah. This would be like Hope style. The Hope Diamond. Or the De Beers Diamond, which is a very famous one. Or like... Like, they sold a, there's this article that Sotheby's sold a perfect, like, you know, a, a classically perfect 100-carat diamond. Whoa. It sold for $22 million. Whoa. And this necklace is $150 million. I don't feel like they would let Anne Hathaway wear it in public. That's what I'm saying. This would be behind glass somewhere, and if they did steal it, it's the dumbest heist in the world. Who because you, you sell can't it sell it. 
like, I guess maybe, maybe you could fleece it and they would sell it to some private collector who just wants to own it and never wants to let anyone know that they own it. But you can't, like, have this diamond or wear this necklace if you're the ultimate buyer because it is X diamond. Like, yeah. when or- soon as it's seen in public, people will be like, oh, you have to return that because... You it's, have to take this back. I can't accept this. I mean, this. it's like saying, like, <laughs> the Constitution. You know, it's, it's like, oh, right. if you then, like, hang it on your wall, That's someone's going to be like, you have to, to give that back. We are going to have to do National Treasure. Oh, at some point, for sure. <laughs> and it's that might have to be a drunk or so just to get Absolutely. through it. Um, That's not as bad a movie as you remember it being. No, it's not. <laughs> I just think it would be a real fun one to that do That would be drug. a fun one. It'd be real silly. But, like, you can't. You can't with this. You can't just take this diamond. I can't even with this necklace. And just be like, okay, cool. No one's going to miss one of the top eight most perfect diamonds ever created or like found in the world. Question though, is it just one gem? I don't know. But again, 100 carat diamond sold for 22 million. Well, it's like I'm imagining like a collar of gems. Right, but what I'm saying is... How could you even make that many gems that are that big without them getting named? At least one of them in this set should be is unique. Completely yeah. unique. Right. There's no other way you get to $150 million unless you're wearing a fucking chainmail suit of armor made of diamonds. Made of diamonds. <laughs> like... <laughs> that is a, a scene in a movie I would pay to go see. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this fair. absurd costume. <laughs> Which, you'd be very well protected. Yeah, sweaty, but well protected. <laughs> <laughs> but like, yeah, I mean, yes. And I think it is like, I don't know what the necklace in the movie looks like. It's briefly in the trailer, but it does oh. look like it's some combination of six or seven or eight. Like It's like a know, big-ish diamonds. necklace. Okay. It's seven perfect But stones. yeah, that's seven... <laughs> With ten carat. million dollars worth of metal holding it, together. yeah, it's, it's like seven, a hundred carat perfect diamonds. Of which, again, there's an article all about how Sotheby's sold one, one of them. Of those. So if those start showing up, like in places, yeah, it's not like you could even break the necklace apart. Yeah, I mean they'd be laser inscribed each individual diamond. Oh, I'm shoot. sure, like because a lot of diamonds are like oh. micro inscribed. I did not know that. Uh, yeah, so like. Again, it would show up somewhere, and people would be like, "Where you'd get up? Where did you get a hundred carat this is like perfect that time diamond?" We tricked Dan into learning a bunch of facts about salt. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it is a little bit like that. Damn it. I really like that. What other kind of like minerals can we make Dan learn about? <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna be a geologist by the We're end. We're just gonna of start our working podcast. our way through the periodic table. Honestly. We do an episode about tremors and get you to learn about like dust and sandstone. Yeah, there you go. But anyway. I'll have more to talk with the, with my father-in-law about. He's in, like, mining. Um, oh, okay. I mean, I have plenty to talk with him about. I have a very good relationship. I, I just, it seems like you guys yeah, are pretty I, I realized I imagine, when I said it, that sounded like we were strained for conversation. That's not <laughs> at all true. But I imagine the mining is probably, like, a big dead spot. <laughs> that, <laughs> yeah. He will talk about his quarry, and uh, the quarry that he works with, like, he procures machinery for, like, a mining company, and I'm like, okay... That sounds nice. That's like when I tell Damon what a flower is as we walk by it, and he goes, that's nice, Liz. Mm -hmm. He's also in the military, so he does that a lot because he knows all the edible plants. Oh, So when we go hiking, he'll be like, yo, you can eat that. I'll be like, cool. That's fascinating. He is a man that, like, I would, if I could be stuck on an island with one person, he'd be high up there. It's a good choice. I think, like, we'd have a good good chance of survival. And he's so friendly. He is very friendly. I feel like he's a good pick. Yeah. 
problem is if it came down to it, he could probably kill me and eat me. Well, so that's a negative. But, but I think it would be a good way to go. <laughs> Anywho, <laughs> we got a little off track. Yeah, the point is, though, it would... And very dark. <laughs> these would That's where we go. <laughs> these would probably be, like, micro-inscribed, um, like, with a laser. So, again, if just one no. showed up on the market, people would be like, oh, cool, let me see that. This came from that necklace. You have to give it back. So the only people you could sell it to are terrorists or people who want to grind it up and snort it. Sure. I'm not... That sounds bad for your insidey parts. You don't know. Yeah. It's like it's, it's Gwyneth Paltrow blades. sells all sorts of stuff that you're not supposed <laughs> to really true. put in your body. I'm sure Diamond Dust is on a list of some that rich person's health care plan. I think that's a Parks and Rec. He has a cream with like crushed up diamond in it or something. <laughs> it's um, um, Him being Tom, obviously. It's Arrested Development. Oh, is it Arrested yeah. Development? <laughs> yeah. Um, in How I Met Your Mother, he has a diamond studded suit. Oh, God. That, that sounds painful. very heavy. Yeah. Yes. Um, but anyway, yeah. So uh, we have some other things we can talk about. But the but premise is let's flawed. Let's just poke the hole right now. <laughs> no, this is a waste of their time. They are now going to have a $150 million diamond necklace that they look at a lot and go, boy, sure would be nice if we could sell that and make any sort of money on it. I'm really interested to see who the person is they're trying to screw over real hard, though. You know, like, who's the Andy Garcia? Yeah, I don't know. Is it Anne Hathaway? I assume it's Anne Hathaway. But who's the dude in the movie? Um, Thorin Oakenshield. Uh, I don't know his Richard Armitage. Name. Thank you. <laughs> Richard Armitage. Great. But playing Thorin Oakenshield. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird, but somehow it works. Yeah. The chemistry between Sandra Bullock and Thorin Oakenshield. What actually happens is they just rip the necklace off her neck, and then he just stabs a lot of security guards on their way out. Super weird. Yeah. There's also a dragon. Yeah. Who'd have thunk? It's a whole thing. It's weird that the Met Balls theme that year was <laughs> Lord Lord of <laughs> So, so I, I feel like I've been very indignant this episode. And I'm going to continue it, damn it. Why are you so upset? I am going to continue this into a pox on all movies. Oh. That, not all movies, all okay. movies. Finish your sentence. That, like, where they pay kidnappers or do illegal transactions in diamonds. Because... They're a shitty medium to do those transactions in. Sure. Okay. So here's what I found out. Diamonds are no longer a monopoly like they were for a long time. Not a girl's best friend. So that like people still think there's like a room somewhere where companies keep a ton of diamonds and that's like what keeps the prices high. Because I think they like make that allegation in Blood Diamond and a few other like popular movies. Yeah. And that kind of happened in the past when De Beers, which is a diamond company, I'll probably say their name a lot like basically monopolized the market for a long time. Since they don't anymore, that doesn't really happen. Like diamonds are quote unquote fairly priced in that like they're not pushing down the market. They're not artificially and inflating there's not the value. An actual monopoly controlling the price. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. There's not some evil cartel com- controlling the price. However, they're not really worth much. Yeah. Other than like the value that we place on them. I was gonna say, what's worth anything, Dan? <laughs> yeah, but like <laughs> like diamonds have some uses. Oh yeah. yeah. Like sure. they're phenomenal at any sort of grinding and cutting that you need to do of very hard materials. They make they're actually very they're used in um like sound equipment. Um they mm-hmm. resonate sound very well. Yep. They're a great heat sink. They they transfer well, not heat sink, but they transfer heat very, very, very well. So like they have industrial uses and actually only like 
30-ish percent of diamonds are used in jewelry. Um, but like those diamonds are worth far, far less. And because there's not really a shortage of diamonds for jewelry, you can't like sell them back. Right. Like if you buy a diamond for jewelry and then you want to sell it back, you're going to sell it. It's like a car. You're going to sell it back at like, you're going to lose 40 to 50% of the value. Damn. Give or take. Yeah. So... Why would you want to get your ransom paid in diamonds? Yeah. Unless, Where the hell are you going to go? Like, or you got like you a Bitcoin me, of... Yeah, if you go tell <laughs> me like, hey, I want you to pay me a million dollars in diamonds. I'm going to go buy you a million dollars of diamonds and then you're going to be like, cool, I have $500,000 <laughs> in diamonds. <laughs> That's a stupid way to do it. Get it in unmarked bills. Yeah. Don't get paid in diamonds. Cashier's checks. Plus, diamonds are easier to track than money. Ooh. Just because like a lot of times they are like inscribed you know inscribed or whatever like it's just a dumb way to get paid so if you see a movie where they're getting paid in diamonds those are dumb villains unless they really need it for grinding or heat or yeah (laughs) there is your thing is like what they do is they flip that and they go to like an um, industrial industrial. manufacturer (laughs) yes exactly but again those sell for much less so yeah i'll give it to any super villain because sometimes you make you make me uh, a lot of windows out of diamonds like that, you shoot laser. Anything you shoot a yeah, laser through say, because it needs to absorb heat. Okay. And I so like if you're making a, a death ray, maybe right. you need a diamond. I remember a lot of movies mm. with spies with big giant diamonds for death rays. Yes, but that's okay. Bad. Which is actually kind of true. You do shoot a lot of lasers through diamonds um, if you need something to like that can absorb a lot of heat, but is also clear. Neat. Um, yeah, I mean they have cool uses and they are a cool thing. They're very, you know, they're very durable. They're very hard. Whatever. They're just they're a just terrible medium. For really not a good investment, <laughs> and they're not really worth anything. This makes me think of this is a small tangent, and then I swear I'll be done with tangents for the night. Um, Bullshit. No, I'm probably not. Um, when we were kids, my mom's best friend lived in uh, Connecticut, and they lived on a road that had like natural garnet just. Mm-hmm in the road and you could walk along and pick it up and it was cool and looked like garnet the gemstone, mm-hmm. but it's the kind of garnet that you grind up and use in sandpaper. Um, mm-hmm. So I would pick them up and I'd put them in a peanut butter jar and I was like, look at all my gems. Can we put them in a rock tumbler? And my dad was like, if you put that in a rock tumbler, you will have it's dust. Sand. <laughs> <laughs> so they're not, there's different uses for different things. <laughs> they're not jewelry grade garnet. <laughs> but it is an interesting market. So like the U S is really the only country that... So this is something that a lot of business students study, a lot of people in business, and especially marketers. This is renowned as like the best, the single best marketing campaign of the last century. De Beers? Yeah. And they're Mm -hmm. like, diamonds are forever. That started in the 30s? Mm Mm-hmm. Dang. Yep. Um, Yeah. And it just like, basically like something like, it's like 10% of engagement rings were diamonds before that time period. Wow. And everybody thought they were too expensive and like they weren't for the mass market. And De Beers just basically came in and their advertising agency and basically was like, we need, if we're going to build this market, we have to sell to everybody. And this isn't like an eternal forever thing. So we're going to tie it to love and marriage and like make people convinced that it can be affordable. And they just basically created this market. And so the U.S. is 40% of, like, diamond jewelry market, which is obviously way more than their percentage of the population. Yeah. 
So it's like, it's just a U.S. thing that's a holdover from a marketing campaign. Wow. Whoa. That is starting to die I knew, out. I knew that, and yet I didn't realize that it was like that. A, I didn't realize it was that unique to America. Me neither. Yeah, it's and a hugely American thing. I didn't realize it was to that degree that it was like that much of the the diamond jewelry market. We have been yeah. fleeced. We like it's something like 90, 90 plus percentage of the gems bought in the US are diamonds. That's nuts. Whoa. That's nuts. Yep. I guess they're pretty. <laughs> I mean they are and they do, you know, last a long time, but like I said, it, I mean it is really and fun fact, um the whole month set it started as a month salary, now it's two months salary. Ugh. Um came because basically people came back from the war and got like a huge chunk of money because kind of like we talked about in Captain America, like they were getting paid, but they couldn't really spend it. And so De Beers was just like, wait, it like was never meant to be like a save up two months salary, although they still try to get people to do that. It was a people would get like, here's a year and a half of pay. And so they just like take a month of it and go buy a diamond ring. Which makes sense. Back to like marry their sweetheart or whatever. You know what I mean? Sure. Which makes sense. Cause in like a personal finance sense, like it takes a long time to save two months of your own salary. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, if you're saving, let's say 10% of your income, just pull that number at random to save a full like month. You know what I mean? You'd have to do, I mean, 10, 10 months, months basically. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> almost a year, which like, man, the you'd have to kind of know you wanted to marry a person well before you really met them. <laughs> yes, yeah. I, guess. I mean, I mean, like people date for a good long while before they get engaged a lot of the time. Uh, but you, like, I mean, it you is kind one of, of would have if you wanted to do that for me. You kind of would have had to have started when we met. I would have had to start before we met. Yeah, I mean, let's say you date a year and a half, right? That means you have to decide what a year and a half would be 18 months, eight months in yeah. you're going to marry that person. And then, then you have to hope that like, they're okay waiting a year and a half. It's just like, it's yeah. weird, or that it like works out. Yeah. I mean, I I mean what normally happens saving. is you just save anyway. And then yeah. it becomes you assume for a at ring some eventually. Point. Yeah. Eventually I'm going to get engaged or get married or whatever. But like, yeah, I mean, less and less people are doing that. Um, yeah. one of the things us damn millennials are killing is, is the diamond market, but <laughs> we kill so much um, things, so many things. <laughs> But yeah, so it's just it's it's interesting that it it is just a super successful marketing campaign that has had impacts now for 80, 90 years. That's so nuts. Crazy. And we're all going back to buying antique rings and like gems that aren't Yeah, we're paying 50% <laughs> less for well, All those antique rings people are trying to unlock. Right. Well, one of the things about that are interesting for two reasons. One, yeah, because diamonds are slightly overpriced, but diamonds are also the only market in the U.S. that synthetics have not caught on. Oh. Hmm. So you can make a diamond. We yeah. know the recipe. Carbon, <laughs> heat, pressure. Yeah. That's it. Used to be time, but we don't need that anymore. Yeah, yeah. try it. At well, yeah. you still need some amount of time. Well, but you need a lot less. Hundred million years. <laughs> yeah. So you always need time. Just well, that's the thing is, if I wanted to make Megan's ring, I would have needed to start a hundred million years before <laughs> I met. <laughs> um. You just have to know. You yeah, know? when you know, you, you know. know. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, so most of the industrial market, 
grinding, polishing, laser windows, speaker domes, that sort of stuff. I want to live in a place that's called laser window, speaker domes. Laser window, <laughs> speaker dome. Um, that would be a cool store. Most, almost all of those are synthetic diamonds because it costs like 20 to 30% less to create a synthetic diamond than it does to mine it. And there's less ethical issues and there's less shipping and there's just a million reasons why there's, it's easier to cut and polish like, that clarity is you can control a lot better than yeah. the diamond pulled yeah. from the ground. Yeah. So, I mean, there's just a million reasons why it makes more sense to use synthetics for that. We use synthetic stones in a lot of our jewelry in the U.S. Yeah. Emeralds, rubies, sapphires. You can get original, but they're much more expensive and they're the da- same damn thing. So, uh, for the most part, a lot of people buy synthetic. Unless you're getting, yeah, unless you're getting like an antique, like this, this ring is an antique. Certainly. I mean, yeah, I mean, there's still real stones floating around and you can still buy real stones. But like, if you were going to buy something that was set yesterday, you'd probably be buying a synthetic if you're going to get a ruby. Mm-hmm. Hmm. There's just, again, a lot of marketing and pushback and snobbiness by jewelers and whatever, whatever, to not sell synthetic stones um, as like engagement rings. Weird. And so that's just kind of becoming a thing that the industry's kind of slowly trying to figure out if people are going to do it. Like, if people are going to be like, why am I paying this much? I just get a synthetic. Or if people are going to be like, no, I want the real thing. And they just don't really know where it's going to go. Because, I mean, we, they sell both in other markets, so it's possible, right? You, right. They sell real yeah. rubies and synthetic rubies, but they're going to make more on real diamonds. So they would prefer, and since that is so much of the jewelry market in the U S they would prefer that one, not become a dual market And like rubies. Sure. Okay. 4% of my sales. I lost half of, for half of that. It's a little bit cheaper. No big deal. Yeah. 90% of my sales, you know, half of that is 30% of what I used to sell it at. That's a huge hit. Yeah. I could do the math, but I'm not going to, (laughs) but I refuse. (laughs) (laughs) Shoot. So, be 12, 13 and a half percent. No, he did it. He did it. He, he couldn't help himself. <laughs> so, it, like, it, is there any kind of gem or stone that does have, like, the worth? Intrinsic value. Yeah, that we, like, place on diamonds. You know what I mean? Like, what, what kind of... Yeah. I mean, it's a decorative element, so, like, it's nothing... It's nothing that's required. It's not... A meat, it, even the industrial stuff like serves a purpose to another. Right, end, it's not just the you know? stone itself. Yeah, so like, I mean, if it's you, sorry, go ahead. I was gonna say like, you know, in dire times, like it is a thing humans do without, which means that, like, yeah, I mean, if you really want something that's like, if we go back to cannibalism days, you know, we're gonna actually it'll actually hold value. I would go with gold. Or yeah. precious metals. Precious metals, historically, we have always gone back to as having value, as being a currency, as being whatever it is. And they also have, um, like, industrial value and all that sort of stuff, too. And they're but pretty. They're, but almost every culture that has had access to gold at some point has prized gold Weird. as, you know, a value of some sort. Now, do you think that is just because of its decorative, like... Because capability, it's so pretty. like perhaps, but I'm just saying because there's so because much... like you don't know that like gold's a good conductor of heat. Or That's something, true. Yeah, you know, I mean like... you're totally right. But gold when it comes out of the ground has that has that like yeah. decorative ability. Diamonds out of the ground are ugly. 
Yeah. Uh, that's true. You got to cut, you got to polish, you got to do all sorts of things to make them look any good. And so there's been many, many cultures that admittedly it's maybe harder to get to diamonds, but also they've had access and they just kind of don't give a shit. Yeah. Um, so again, if, if I was going to do something, I mean, aside from, you know, water and seeds and some of the other things that actually have intrinsic human value, if you want to go like a doomsday prepper, what would I have in my vault? Vault. You would buy a bunch of gold and bury it in yeah, the park. Are you, are yeah, you suggesting you buy a bunch of gold and bury it, it in the It would park? be some combination of precious metals <laughs> over any sort of gemstones. Okay. They okay. are valuable because they are pretty, but again, when they become valuable in most societies is like one crown giving it to another crown. It's never like civilization just bloomed and we started trading in rubies. Right. Mm. Like that was started with barter and then eventually went to things like precious metals before it would go to gems. Okay. They're also just harder to split into units. Yeah. Like as a currency, they don't make a lot of sense. <laughs> and yeah. if you're trying to do it by yourself, you need a diamond to cut a diamond. So. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like gold, you know, it's pretty soft. You can mint it into all sorts of shapes and sizes. Yeah. If you have a diamond and you're like, hey, I need change. Hopefully they have smaller diamonds, but other than that, like that's that's that. You Do know you I mean? think that that could circle back around and contribute to our Zelda question from a few episodes ago? Whoa. Of like, just because it is so hard to, like, to break down other denominations, like they store them that way just to know that like I have like I have twenty dollars in that jar, I have thirty dollars in that jar over there. I take that jar when I go to the fishmonger, but I take that jar when I go to... Yeah, but that's know, the envelope system the, we talked about. No, that's true. But it's, it's just it, in, like, yeah, denominations you can't break. Well, yeah, it's yeah. Like, but they I'm gonna have, go to, like, green and blue and but red. But that's why you have so many more jars than just, like, right. you know. Yeah, because, okay. and it's, yeah, maybe it's how you have to make change. Yeah. Yeah. Like, hey, I brought a blue. Oh, well, your order's actually only six green, Okay, well, I'll come bring you four green, and then we'll make change. Like, yeah. yeah. I have to go get my other jar. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't bring my green jar. Yeah, like. I'm sorry. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah, I mean, that, that that makes sense. But, like, yeah, that is where it kind of falls on its face yeah. in terms of a currency. Huh. Yeah. Okay. And why it's, again, kind of not really all that super valuable. So my plan. If you're not making drills out of it. You have a plan? If well, Megan gonna, gets kidnapped. You're going to have oh. to. Oh. And they want a million dollars in diamonds. Okay. You go buy a 800,000 of synthetics. You take it to them. They value it at a million. Then they try to go sell it, and they get like 400,000 out of it. And I get my wife, wife back. back and screw those guys. But I you, yeah, you've both just <laughs> lost... Oh yeah, but you okay. both lost. Yeah. But you have your wife. But back. I have my wife yeah. back, and I don't care. It's not how, about the money. It's I don't about care how sending much a message. I don't care how much you think she's worth. To me, she's worthless. <laughs> Just like diamonds. Just like diamonds. <laughs> uh, if you were gonna plan a heist to steal a thing, what would you steal? Hmm. The U.S. Constitution. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've established. Yeah, I mean. Probably just money. Right? I mean... But not maybe from a casino. From a casino would be great. Because it's a bunch of unsequenced, unmarked unmarked bills. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Problem with stealing from a bank is you tend to get sequenced Sequenced bills, bills. and that's why you have to go to a casino to launder the money. 
Yeah. So stealing from a casino just saves a step. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Ultimately. Um, it's no, also I mean, probably way more dangerous because the people at the casino... Don't care about murdering yeah. you. <laughs> probably just, yeah, probably just money because, again, almost anything else is going to be recognizable. Right. Yeah. Significant quantities of gold are probably going to have something printed on them or engraved on them as bullion. Physical assets, you know, a boat, a plane even diamonds are probably going to be identifiable, especially if it's of extreme value. You know what I mean? Like, I guess you could buy a bunch of small, or you steal a bunch of small diamonds, but then again, you're going to sell them for less than they were worth. Right. And admittedly, and I don't know anyone to like fleece diamonds to. I could go to anywhere and just with a handful of cash and they're not going to ask me where it came from. Right, you can get stuff for cash. Right. Like, um, What about art? How do people who steal art make money off of that do we know yeah they sell it through a, a legal channel to a russian or middle oh. eastern or u.s or whoever billionaire who wants it for themselves oh, and I is see. okay that no one knows that they have it gotcha which seems odd like it just seems odd because to me that feels like throwing away money because so much of art so much of the art economy is about investing like you're pretty much just you're betting on a horse to be worth something when you go to unload that money. Yeah, but, but it is when you're called, Vladimir Putin. And it know. is called a black market. I mean, no, I could true. see if a painting's been missing for 30 years, people presume it's destroyed or out in the ether, and you go back to the person you bought it from and say, is there a billionaire who's willing to pay more for it now than I paid for it because nobody's seen it for 30 years, right? Like, yeah. there's a mystique around it, and, like, you'll be the only one to have ever seen it alive because I've had it for 50 years or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, I think there's probably, and it's not just a black transaction. It's a black market. I bet you if you hold on to the art for 30 years, you can sell it for more if you picked the right art, just like you could if you are a legitimate art collector. That's a good point. I don't know any of that. Um, (laughs) So for all our lawyer friends listening, (laughs) I literally am making that all up out my butt. (laughs) But just thinking about like how markets tend to develop, it makes I'm a lot of sense. Sure. Okay. You know. No, like I know scarcity the, builds demand. I know academically that's like how it breaks down, but it just I don't know. With so many other opportunities to like trade art in legitimate ways. Yeah. You know, like I don't know. Seems like more hassle. Well, that's yeah, why I um, crime is. But that's my answer: is uh, I would steal art from Nazis specifically. Not a lot of those. Yeah. Oh, I guess. But I don't feel like white supremacy. I would have to time travel back in time (laughs) to when the Nazis did all that. But like, I feel like the kind of Nazis you'd see today don't have great taste in art. If I could really steal a thing, but this would be like it couldn't be like a yoink. I took it. It would have to be like you know financial shenanigans or legal shenanigans. I would steal land of some sort. Oh sure. Oh yeah. That's that's where I really want it. That's war though, right? Yeah, yeah, I think you just (laughs) I think you just described war. It could be a con. I could talk some old lady into thinking I'm her friend, and then just she sounds like it a very me. small war. Which is <laughs> the war? I feel like I'm gonna wage a tiny war with the people of the street who own that house that I really want one day. <laughs> just gonna make the neighborhood inhospitable. Uh, I think I would steal. I feel like I would steal art just because, like, that seems like the most adventurous and slash least dangerous thing to steal. I don't see the problem is it's high risk because like if you damage the artwork it's not worth anything. Oh yeah, you got to be careful about like how oh, you cut it out of frame because they like 
art gets brutalized when it gets stolen a lot of the time. Yeah, you usually like, don't take the frame out. Yeah. I know, but that's just like, this is why I'm going back to money. I would feel bad if I damaged the art yeah. just for the sake of humanity. I just take money. Yeah. Yeah. Who gives a shit what it looks like at the end? Casino heists are more glamorous. I feel like if I'm thinking of the joy of the heist, I'd probably pick either a casino or a museum because they both seem yeah, kind of fun. But that whole plan falls apart if Matt Damon doesn't get her phone at the exact right moment or but whatever. They <laughs> but they like... always do. And <laughs> they have that plan back up so that if it looks like they're failing at the plan, they're not. They're just making you think that they failed the plan no. for no reason at all. It's like, why did you need to make the audience think that you're failing at the plan? The yeah. audience doesn't really the audience exist. Doesn't care. <laughs> um, it's just you guys. <laughs> Yeah, you're just you know, being mean. I would <laughs> to steal Brad Pitt at this point. <laughs> Brad Pitt. I would steal money not in a casino somewhere and put it through a casino. Because my thing about casino is, if your casino heist goes bad, I think you wind up face down in a river. Yeah. Anywhere else, you wind up in jail, which is still not where I want to be. No, but you're alive. But it's not face down in a river. But it's not face down in a river. I think you steal the money elsewhere and you just launder it through the casino. I would steal it from politicians I don't agree with. I thought you were going to say Paula Dean. I would steal from. <laughs> Again, I mean, I don't agree with some I don't of her, agree with her language, so, you know. <laughs> Paula Dean's not great. Okay. <laughs> I'd steal from her. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think she has, I mean, I'm sure she's wealthy, but. Steal it from Paula bigger, Dean. bigger fish, but. Give it to Ina Garden. Call it a day. <laughs> have she I talked would. about how I'd be super okay being Jeffrey? <laughs> <laughs> Everybody would. It's the dream. <laughs> Just wander over for a glass of wine and bruschette whenever I feel like Do it. Do you live here, Jeffrey? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> A kept man by someone who just cooks and drinks good wine. Yeah, he's just a big cat, you know? Pretty Ultimately, much. Yeah. yeah. Sounds nice. Don't give your cat wine. We're not recommending that. But they do make cat yeah. wine. We don't make advi- we don't give advice, but we feel pretty good about don't, don't give, give your cat, cat wine. wine. Unless it's I'm cat not wine. Certain if you can give a cat bruschette though. <laughs> I feel weird about tomatoes. Bread seems fine. I feel like they could eat it, but it would not be like I don't think it would hurt them. I don't think they would. Cats don't go gaga over a lot of vegetables. I don't think (laughs) your scooping would be a particular. What I'm saying is I think that would be a bad scooping job. Uh, Doorknob, I've tried to feed uh, just cooked chicken. Like, remember when I made chicken the other night? I tried to feed him a piece of it, and he did not care for it. Uh, so no, because our cat likes the corn chicken that he gets out of the exactly. bag over here. <laughs> the chicken, the chicken that's been ground up with corn and shaped into chicken shaped bits <laughs> and the weird chicken that came from the inside of some other animal and is chicken flavored. Wet food. Having an animal is He's a, a weird nightmare. nightmare. <laughs> cats are filthy. Get rid of your cats. <laughs> uh, thanks for listening to make believe money. I've been Liz. I've been Damon. I've been Dan. Uh, as always, thanks to Charlie Miller for our music. Catch her at charliemiller.com. Uh, please rate us and review us on Apple Podcasts or your podcatcher of choice. Email us at makebelievemoneypodcast at gmail.com. Uh, three. Tell us about three. Tell three people. Tell three people who don't know us about this podcast. I totally forgot about that thing that we kept doing and I feel like helps. Yeah. Tell people because it always helps. Um, and you know, like shout it to the heavens. Those reviews actually mean a whole lot to us. So if you wouldn't mind. Yeah. And they're less socially embarrassing than shouting it to the heavens. So do that. (laughs) And probably more effective. Shout it to the iTunes heavens. Yeah. Or stand on a crowded subway train and just shout until people make you leave. Mm, No, they would leave. I don't think that would help. 
know. Yeah, it's not. That's not yeah. what we want our brand to be. Also, if, people, <laughs> if someone starts yelling on a train, we don't make them leave. We just all leave. We and go all to a leave. Different car. Yeah. I've been on that train <laughs> where I'm like, oh, an empty car. That's really not. Ah, uh, uh, I see what happened here. One time. A couple days ago, we went to get on a train car, and a lady getting off the train car made a little no-no face at me. And I went, why? And we got on the train car, and I went, I Smell. see. Yeah. <laughs> it was not great. I was on a bus a couple of years ago where <laughs> it was, like, super crowded, and this woman just started yelling and screaming and screaming and yelling, and, like, everybody but me and one other person got off at, like, the next stop because it was a popular stop anyway. I think they were all close enough. And then she just, like quietly went about her business she liz lemon yeah <laughs> i was like that that's evil genius but evil he was gonna say, very smart very mean yeah well thanks for listening to make believe money we'll catch you next time bye bye diamonds are a scam <laughs> <laughs>